Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Two Drunk Accountants. Number six, 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 six. Number six. This is the Devil's episode. Pick up sticks. We're gonna, I'm gonna mix it up. I don't know what I'm doing. So wheat bix. <laughs> you like to mix your wheat bix? We've potentially had too many beers. Let me give you of, a fix. All right, I'm just gonna stop Tim there. So. Uh, my teacher, Mrs. Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> she was my teacher. Uh, Tim, what's the Tim and Dan low for this week? What have you been up to? Yep. Uh, Tim and Dan low. Oh, just wanted to say, actually, um, got a friend who's got a, who, uh, currently has a very sore finger. <laughs> His name's Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what has Damo done? Everyone has a friend named Damo, right? What has Damo done? Well, he was playing uh, sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, by the way, never injures himself. Never injured himself once. Mm. Uh, the worst he's ever had was like a rolled ankle, which the next day he was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Mm. It's fine. Mm, that's how he talks. <clears throat> anyway, broke his finger playing AFL. Mm. Um. Yeah, so he's all week been trying to get an operation um, to fix it up. Oh, really? So it's actually serious? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like super broken. Wow. Yeah. And he has braces. Bad, <laughs> Poor bad day for Demo. Yeah. <laughs> and his mum's away. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to the hospital on Wednesday at 10. Mm. They told him that was the third day or second day he'd gone in, mm. already having failed to get the operation and fasted. Mm. On the previous days. Oh, Can you imagine? He would have hated that. Um, anyway, they told him, oh, just come at 10. We'll do the operation. 10.45, they come see him. like, sorry, we're not going to get to see you today. <laughs> His mum's out of town. He had to catch a taxi home from Gosford Hospital. So he's still uh, he's sw- still waiting for it? I swear, you could write a book about Damo. Yeah, a comedy book. He's a funny guy. He's that, a real funny guy. On the, flip, on the flip side of that, Dan, mm. I just want to say, it's not going to cost him a cent. Because it's like a public hospital. How cool is that? It is we're, universal we're, healthcare. We're going to remind our listeners, that's what our tax-paying dollars uh, are going towards. That's so. where your tax goes. To universal healthcare for when Demo breaks his finger yeah. playing sport. It might take you a week to get it fixed. And you may never actually ever see the surgeon again after it. But it'll be fixed. Yeah, they'll fix it for you for free. So that's pretty cool. That's, that's really my, cool. That's my Tim and Dan though. All right. Well, my Tim and Dan though happens to be a very proud and happy topic. We're going to stay on the... Subject of sport, uh, table tennis, Tim. So I just oh, want to let listeners know that this week we has go. been a triumph for me. Uh, I haven't lost a game. I lost one actually, we but still got one I, challenged, I challenged it, which we're allowed to do in our official rules, and I won. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm on top. I've played seven out of eight games so far this week, and so far I'm on seven. Uh, and I'm looking fast track to hold the Forest Gump Cup. For three weeks in a row. Well, I am annoyed. I'm mm. super competitive, mm. if you haven't noticed, Dan. I have noticed. I'll do anything to win. <laughs> anything. Apart from, you know, play better. <laughs> well, I don't usually have to. But I will say thank you for taking our competition up a notch. 
<laughs> I really do feel like playing you again. Because in the past, I don't know, two months when I've been dominating you, mm. it's got a bit stale for me. So yeah. um, It was like that for me the first six months we had the ping pong table. It was sort of like... <laughs> what was that, years ago? A year and a half. So uh, it's kind of like having... This week's been like a cold shower. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really um, knocked some sense into me. Hmm. Um, and uh, sent me crashing back to earth, and yeah, don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate you again, like I usually do. The grinder will be back. <laughs> I will so, grind you down into a pulp. Yeah, so well, I'm actually in the process of considering some office redecorations, uh, and I'm thinking I might get a trophy cabinet just because how often the trophy is going to be sitting in my room, Tim. You don't need to get one. Just me. Well, maybe I'll get an electronic scoreboard so you can see the annual. Um, total of my points versus your points and you'll see that mine are much higher than yours. That's stupid. That's not stupid. That's stupid. Don't be I actually petty. might. Be- I actually might do that. <laughs> You're being petty, Tim. And I'm going to situate it above the glass, right above where you sit, <laughs> so you can always see the scoreboard. Grow up. All right, let's move on to the... <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. You brought it up. <laughs> I didn't. Let's bring it up. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Let's bring it up. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you're driving me home today. Let's move on to the business no, the business update. Catching an Uber. That's fine. I'd, pre- I'd prefer that. So the business update. Tim, did you have anything this week? Can we rename this the Bup Date? <laughs> yes. All right. From now on, this will be the Bup Date. Um, Phoenix Task Force. And that is not a cool Pokemon movie that's yeah. about to come out. The Phoenix Task Force. Didn't they shut down a few years back and... Burnt down into a ball of ashes. I guess they've arisen. <laughs> and now they're a full task force. Kind of like your ping pong game. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to call you the Phoenix. I am the Phoenix. I'm the grinder. You're the, you're the Phoenix. I'm the Phoenix. Actually, Dan refers to me as the sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> a ping pong. <laughs> oh, I don't even like Harry Potter, but I accept that. <laughs> See, I'm... Okay, I'm a little embarrassed. to have. That's true. I have said that. The reason is, is because Tim has a unique ability to take on whatever is dangerous and use it. So much like the sword of Gryffindor can take on the venom from a basilisk, uh, if I start attacking more, Tim just seems to improve. But not this week. Not this All the week. grand finals for the Although past there three. there was that one game, you were up 14-6, first to 21. And then I got back to 16-4. Dan was not happy in that game. Yeah, he did well. He was shitting himself. He anyway, so yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix Task Force. Phoenix Task Force. Let's not get distracted <laughs> yeah, by ping pong. This is a real thing. This mm-hmm. is actually a real thing. The ATO has started. Um, it's uh, essentially, it's to stop illegal activity. People who own and operate businesses mm-hmm. who are run into troubles um and so they might be operating in a company or something like that or a sole trader in the husband's name um they go into bankruptcy or um, essentially stop trading because they can't pay their debts and then open up a very similar business doing the same things maybe under a slightly different name um under a different company or a different person's um name so yeah it's Mm. it's it's definitely a bad thing because um even today actually i was speaking to someone who uh, was getting some fencing done at their mm-hmm. house, Dan. And uh, they prepaid $2,000 uh, as a deposit to get the fences put in. Yep. Business went bankrupt. Oh, no. Yeah. Did a runner. Um, 
and they did a bit of Facebook stalking. I think they, they think they think they're in Queensland. Just started up again or someone else. That's it. <sighs> they're still fencing. Anyway, so yeah, it's disgusting. I think that is just woeful. That's two thousand dollars one person. Can you imagine? And that's that's someone who paid the money. Imagine the people they owe money to. Yeah, I know. It's, it's including the ATO. Like the that's tax dollars that should be used for things. For like Damo's, Damo's finger. finger. <laughs> 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 uh, whenever we talk about tax now, we'll yeah. just like thank God yeah. for Damo's finger. The Damo tax. The Damo tax is now going to be what the Medicare levy used to be. It's the Damo tax. <laughs> I, I can't help but feel sorry for the guy, but I'm seriously going to write a book about him one day. His <laughs> life is just a comedic adventure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the Phoenix Task Force um, essentially um, it poses, uh, this is from the ATO website, legal Phoenix activity poses substantial risks to revenue, employee entitlements, and the integrity of the corporate system. Uh, it's an unfair burden, burden on honest Australians and businesses and will not go untreated. So that's what the ATO is saying. Dan. Not go untreated. That's, that's strong words. So the task force uh, works collectively to identify those who are undertaking this illegal activity. Um, so yeah, there's going to be strong scrutiny on higher risk groups. Medium risk operators can expect a range of engagement activities that strongly encourage compliance with the law. So they're going to be proactive and, mm. and stop it before it happens. That's good. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, looks like here they've acknowledged they're not going to get everyone, but uh, <laughs> they're going to be focusing on it very, yeah. very heavily. Huh. Now, there's a number, there's an email address. So yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's good. A, I think it's a positive thing. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a real good thing. Uh, so we're going to try and keep this episode succinct and tight. Uh, we're going to try and keep it to a uh, minimum because last week we did get very riled up about MYOB. Let's not start it again. I can see Tim's face already turning red. So let's, <laughs> let, let's, we, we did go a bit overboard last week. It was a long episode. But this week, uh, we are going to focus on, for our main topic today, should I employ other employees in my business should i hire someone something like that it's like employees should i hire should i hire what's involved with hiring Mm -hmm. and then issues such as subcontractors versus employees what's the difference that's right i think uh today's episode we're going to talk about the decision and the compliance issues around hiring an employee in your business it's a very common thing you know, you started a business, you've got your uh, your coffee shop and you're going to have to hire people because you need someone to be making coffees and someone sitting on the register. You're a, you're a sole trader plumber, you've got too much work on, you're going to have to hire an apprentice or another worker to take on some of the work. These are the things you're going to have to discuss and think about and uh, come to a conclusion with. So when should someone hire, Dan? When should somebody hire? Someone should hire when they've got more work on than what they can handle with the current employees or by themselves. And their cash flow or projected cash flows allows it. Yeah, so you definitely would want to have some strong cash flow before Mm. hiring an employee. That's right. Would you also want to have an accounting system? 100%. You Mm. you definitely want to have uh, zero or, you know, MOV or one of those other crap (laughs) ones. set up in a way that you can have a system prepared, ready for you to go. So the the first thing that I would consider is, do I need to hire? And so Mm -hmm. I would look at my current workload or what my 
projected workload is going to be. You know, if, if you know it's going to take two months to train someone to the level that you need and you're three months away from a whole lot more work than what you can take on, well, then now's the time you should really start thinking about bringing someone on. Ideally, you would have thought about it before and perhaps even defined their role. Exactly. So, when you're hiring someone or, or just considering whether you should hire someone, mm. a great way to think about it is to like write down the jobs that you're doing currently. Yeah. And when I say jobs, I mean like tasks. Yeah. So, one task could be checking my emails. Yeah. It could be answering I- phone calls. Mm. It could be um, sending invoices. Yep. Or uh, chasing debtors. Yep. So, that break it down into your daily tasks and then start to think, well, what would I better be served not spending time on mm. um, and getting someone else to come in, young person or an established person or, um, and getting them to uh, do for me mm-hmm. so that I, I can either sell more from their services, their time that they're going to be spending for my clients mm. or um, get out there more myself on the tools and, mm-hmm. um, and actually cut down my admin time yep. because there's going to be more support for me. Yeah. So I think I think we should flow through this the whole way with an example. Let, let's let's in one of our first weeks we spoke about a plumber. Let's keep with the plumber. Cool. So you've got uh, demos plumbing, and you've got a projected amount of work coming up. You've been very busy, but you've been able to keep on top of it so far. You know you've got all these jobs. Your demand's growing. Your cash flow's good. Two scenarios. One. Demo realizes that he he's can keep... He's broken his finger? He's broken his finger. No, <laughs> he can keep <laughs> up with the amount of work that he's got on. But if he does that, he can't keep up with his admin and compliance work. So he needs someone to come in and do his admin. He needs someone to create quotes, send invoices, uh, organize where where he needs to be every day. He needs someone to do that side he's of the work. He's falling behind. Like yeah. Demo is actually so busy that he doesn't have the time to go and invoice and, um, and receive money yeah. for work that he's doing. Yeah, so so that's one scenario, and in that situation, Demo needs someone to come on and work admin for him. Yep. The 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 other scenario, uh, Demo has a partner. Let's just call her Steph, and hmm. it's a good name. And yep. he soft top of your head there. Yeah, and and Steph's able to do some of that admin work for him. They've been working together. Uh, she works a normal job during the day, but they're happy to do a bit more of that through the night. What he really needs is somebody to come in and help him on the tools. Yeah, right. So he's noticing that there's actually a lot of work there, which he could be winning. Correct. Um, but he needs the support of an offsider to uh, be more efficient on the jobs and mm-hmm. knock more work out. Yeah. So he's gone through and he's, he looks at his jobs. He looks what kind of work he's doing every day. You know, there's bigger jobs where he needs to put some actual pipes into the road or something like that versus smaller jobs where someone's got a leaky shower. Uh, he's decided, yep, yeah, I could get an apprentice, train them pretty quickly to go do those smaller jobs while I focus on these bigger ones. Uh, so that's a scenario in which he would look for an employee as well. And something that's pretty cool there for Damo, mm-hmm. he's going to start building a culture. He's employing people. Mm-hmm. He's affecting someone's life. Exactly. He's training someone. Yeah, and I think culture and workplace culture is something that maybe we'll do an entire episode on. Uh, there's a lot to talk about there, how to create a culture, what kind of culture you want, uh, how is that determined, yeah. you know, where it comes from. Culture is massive. And and this is probably something that's really important to know for the mm. should I hire, the mm. demo. He has to think long and hard about who is the ideal person he wants to work with mm. because he's going to be spending a lot of time with that person. Like, There's a good yeah. chance he's going to spend more time with his employee with Steph, his partner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so, so 
So, you know, Damo's going to have to think about uh, who does he want to present his business to the public and who does he want to spend his time with? So, I guess he's made the decision he needs to hire. So, let's say that he's hiring uh, another plumber to come work with him. So, that's that's the, the decision that he's made. He needs that person. So he knows the role that they're going to play. He's defined the role. Uh, the next considerations, as Tim's already said, he needs to think about what kind of person does he want to work in that Who's role? Who's the right fit? Who's the right fit? Once you know that, you might think about, okay, well, where will I find that person? Yeah. Uh, where's the best possibility of finding the kind of person that I want? Is it just working through my social uh, network already? That's it. Small business people. Small business know. people. Yeah, family, friends yeah. of friends. Uh, other plumbers, people that you can rely on to know that, Yes, they're vouching for this person. I know and respect what they think, so I think this person's going to be a good fit. Uh, something that we've done is uh, we have a particular culture here. Uh, we knew that we wanted to get somebody who was young and energetic and who wanted to uh, start straight away. So we actually approached the high school that we went to. Definitely, and, and, and that was... Yeah, one of the better things we've done, I think. Yeah, we approached the high school that we went to, uh, asked people that we knew, uh, Tim did this, uh, asked the teachers and people there that we knew and said, do you know anyone that would suit us and you, you know who we are? Uh, and they found someone and he's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, they found like um, three people. Three people. We met them all. They were all awesome. Hmm. Um, but one stood out because he had a love for uh, Japan, Harry Potter and, uh, and travel. Yeah, he ticked all the boxes. Good young bloke. Yeah. No and experience in accounting. I could fully tell that I was going to dominate him at ping pong as well. So. <laughs> That's crucial. <laughs> that is crucial. Yeah, but I mean, like for us, the main thing was someone who had the right attitude and was willing to um, be a part of our team. Yeah. And that's what Damo could be looking for. Yeah. Or he could be looking for someone who's fully qualified um, and is like an expert at what they do. They exactly. bring a specific skill or quality. Yeah. So. So, yeah, you've got to think about the type of person you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, there's recruiters and job search companies online. Mm -hmm. but really, I think the, yep. the simpler, the better. You don't want to search through 100 yeah. job applications. I mean, can you imagine that? What a nightmare. Keep it simple. Actually, I've thought of something else, Dan. A lot of small business people, they probably, they're probably not really used to interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. You know, they're going to meet somebody for 10 minutes and have a look at, yeah, you look fine. Yep, sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think I think ensuring... It's a nerve-wracking thing. Yeah, like, it is. Interviewing someone. Definitely is. So, so, Tim, what's the next consideration? Yeah, okay. So, you've got to think about training. Um, so, there has to be really strong systems in place mm -hmm. in your business so that they're actually not coming to you every two minutes asking... What do I do here? What do you do here? How do I do this? Um, so, um, you do have to expect that um, for a while at least, that new employee is not going to be earning you the money that you imagined they mm -hmm. would be in terms of a productive team member because you're going to need to take time. Um, they can't skip from um, learning about the job um, to doing the job in one hour. Yeah, that's that's hundred percent right. It's a process, and, and, and that ranges from obviously if you're taking on a junior like we did, uh, obviously they're they're going to know nothing about the job that they're doing. So there's a lot of training in there. But on the other end of the on the scale, if you're taking on Demo's taking on an experienced plumber to take on work straight away, 
yeah, he can do that work, but he's still going to get used to the way your organization works. Yeah, like um, how do we invoice? What's our pricing? Mm-hmm. Um, do we send a reminder text before we go turn up to the job? How do I know what job I'm going to? Uh, the culture even stems to how do I speak to clients? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. so it's ensuring that you've got those systems in place for you and something that can scale to more people to ensure that when you bring on that extra person, you can then say, okay, this is the way we do things. Here's a set of instructions or uh, here's how we've done it and this is why we do it uh, and teach them. Yep. That needs to be in place before you hire. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Otherwise, your turnover is going to be quite large. A, because you're going to get so frustrated at people, uh, your new employer who you're paying um, coming and asking you a question every second um, or because they're not doing what you want them to do. And it's not their fault because they weren't given the support and the education when you hired them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a common problem we see. Um, once, you, once you overcome that, the next decision that's, that's made is basically, um, what am I offering in terms of a job? Like, um, it's becoming a more competitive space. The mm-hmm. unemployment rate is quite low down. So mm-hmm. getting good people um, entails having good job conditions. Yeah, that's right. So, so what am I offering? Uh, and that's that goes above and beyond what am I paying them? Uh, it includes everything from, you know, and your culture plays a big role in this, but it's it, massive. Yeah, it plays it goes everything from flexibility in your hours. Yep. to uh, how much holidays you get a year to uh, how strict are you in terms of you know micromanaging them? How much freedom do they have to dictate the way that they do things? Yeah, like if we don't have work on on a Friday afternoon, are you gonna let me go home or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So work conditions are something that you need to think about before you bring. And you know you might have an idea in your head, and then when you take on your first employee, you realize that's not practical and you need to change it. That's fine. Yep. You're not setting these things in stones forever, but it's it's good to think about them first and to know what you're offering to that employee when you meet them. So we're getting a little bit compliance here, but a big part of that is also deciding, is my employee going to be casual? Are they going to be mm-hmm. um, part-time or are they going to be permanent? Yeah. And let, so quickly defining those, casual is someone that doesn't have a set defined amount of hours per week. They don't accrue holiday leave. They don't accrue sick leave. They work essentially when you've got work available for them. Yeah. So less job security. Yep. But um, they will receive a higher hourly rate. Yeah. So, but, so the, the positive for that would be if you know that you've got a lot of work on right now, but you're not going to in three weeks, but then you might again in two months, then you hire them as a casual. They work for two weeks. You don't have a shift for them again until another two months time. And you just hit the nail on the head there, Dan. Shift work. That's the, that's the type of businesses that mm-hmm. have casual workers. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like retail, hospitality. Um, you will see it in the construction industry yeah. as well. Demand um, goes up and down. Projects are on. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of situation. So the other side of that is you're not a casual, you're a permanent. And you can be part-time or full-time. Uh, part-time means you have a set amount of hours that are less than a full week. A full week is 38 hours a week. So they might be, you've given them a guaranteed you know, 24 hours a week. And that's their defined part-time rate. And they get those, that wage every week. Three days, that's their job. They also accrue um, 
they're three if they're working three days they accrue mm. three out of five days worth of annual leave and sick leave correct so they don't get the full four weeks of annual annual leave they would get three-fifths of that if they yeah. work a well, three-day week they get four of their weeks worth of leave exactly exactly yeah but they do still get public holidays Correct. If a public holiday happens to fall... This is something that's always bemused me. Yeah. If a public holiday happens to fall on um, on the day, one of their three working days, then they get they get that day paid. They get that day paid. But if it happens to fall on their day off... Bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely... Yeah. That's right. If you had an employee working three days a week, would you just put them on Tuesday to Thursday, Dan? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I mean... For the employee, that's great. They get a huge it, weekend. Anzac Day was on Wednesday this year. That's one example. <laughs> I'm sure I can think of others. <laughs> no, nah, there's heaps more. Australia Day. Yeah. Um, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. But still, most of the time they do fall on a Monday or a Friday. Uh, usually a Monday, you get a, a long weekend. But uh, so you've considered, yep, I need an employee. Damo's decided I need someone to come help me on the tools. He's decided he wants somebody that is fully experienced and knows what they're doing. Uh, so he's gone and he's set up his systems. He's decided... Okay, this is how I invoice. This is how the admin side works. This is how I need them to be on the job. This is how I need them to present themselves. So then he's he's reached out to his network of people that he knows and says, does anyone know someone that wants this? He's vetted some of these people and he's found somebody. Uh, He's also decided, sorry, before that, how much do I need them? He's decided that he actually needs someone full-time. Yeah, and so you'd also be um, figuring out at this stage... You're then skipping into accounting uh, realms or HR mm-hmm. realms um, in terms of compliance. That's right. So I think that's, that's the next our, thing. That's our yeah. next step. So that's step number one. Should I hire? We just covered off. There's a lot of things to think about there because yeah. it's not a it's not a quick decision. And not many people think of it all these. No. The next step is what do I do when I've decided to hire someone? That's right. I found the right person. What's the next step? What are the steps? How do I actually bring them on board? Now, as we said you've decided to ensure that you've got an accounting software such as Zero set up. I think the example that we'll give, we'll probably use steps in Zero, but they're similar across all the steps uh, and there are some essentials for each each thing. So what you need to do is you need to give them a tax file declaration form and a superannuation choice form. Both available online. Both available online. You don't have to go to a post office or something. Or a news agent or yeah. something like no, that. They're yeah. available online. You can search for them. Yep. Email them to your employee and get them to fill them out. Yep. Or ask your accountant. They can help you with that too. Exactly. And what this does is the tax file declaration form ensures that you have all the essential information that you're going to need to tell the ATO who's employed by you and how much you paid them and how much tax you withheld from them. Yeah. So it's a tax file number, date of birth, address, name, whether or not they've got, uh, you know, help debts or other things. Are they residents? Are they residents? Uh, is this their are second job? Claim, are they going to yeah. claim the tax-free um, threshold? Yes. Yeah, so these are all things that they need to tell you to hire them. Uh, while they're doing that, you would then go look up the, the award that they'd be covered under. Correct. Um, so, Fair Work Australia Online are mm-hmm. your best bet for this. There's actually a, a um, award finder and, and pay calculator. Yep. It sounds, sounds really... Um, boring, but it's it's quite a useful tool. Mm-hmm. So um, you can search, you know, say it's uh, um, plumbing. Let's just keep running with the plumbing example. Yep, so say it's plumbing. plumbing, you're not sure what award that comes under mm. because awards are very technical. You can actually search for plumbing and then if there's any specific sub um, branch of that occupation, mm-hmm. then it'll give you a breakdown. 
then it'll say, okay, are they are they an apprentice? Yeah, what's are their they, experience? Yeah, are they um, under some sort of work uh, Commonwealth placement scheme or something like that? Yeah. Um, and then uh, were they over 21 when you um, hire them as an apprentice? Yeah. What is their age? Yeah. And then some more specific questions. Are they um, casual or are they permanent? And then it will actually give you the minimum rate for that person. Yeah, as well as allowances and things like that that would normally be uh, part of that wage, which you can then use to calculate what their hourly rate is weekly, yearly. Even cooler, Dan, you can actually set it to um, notify you when that pay rate changes. Because oh, cool. every 12 months, they review them and, and update them. And they generally yeah. change like 20 to 50 cents. Yeah, and people, people get caught out with that. And that's, it does happen, but just make sure you're on top of it. Yeah, so set the pay reminder. A couple dollars over the minimum award. I mean, yeah. So um, by this stage, your employees come back with the tax file number declaration, super fun choice form. Mm-hmm. The next thing to go through with that employee, and I'd recommend sitting down and doing that with them um, together, is a contract. Correct. Now contracts, you know, you can find them online. There is add-ons to your software that would allow you to generate these kind of things, but. Uh, it can be simple, but make sure you outline everything that needs to be outlined. You know, you're going to outline what their wages are, when they're going to be paid, how they bring up a dispute, uh, when how can they how can they leave, or, or what's the what's the situation when you might need to fire them. That's right. Also, like um, conditions surrounding uniform usage of phone and devices like that. So you can really set out a lot of your culture and your things that you've decided on earlier uh, in this contract. Now, Damo might think, well, I'm hiring my sister's nephew. Mm. <laughs> Common. Also my nephew in that scenario, I guess. Like mm. Damo, like Damo's nephew. Yep. I'm not Damo. No. I don't think. No, you're hiring Damo's sister's nephew, nephew, which would be Damo's son. Or if Damo had another sibling, their child. Oh, fuck. I've forgotten what I... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so Damo's like... Hey, I know this person. Um, I don't really need to lock in a legal contract with them. That's a bit over the top. I don't want to intimidate them or seem like a really, you know, um, uh, bossy sort of guy. Now, I would say, Damo, how about if this person was going to come live in your house? Mm. Would you want to set out some rules and standards and obligations mm. and, and just guidelines in case something goes wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that's a lease agreement. Yep. <laughs> These things exist for a reason because they account for the worst case scenario, which mm-hmm. invariably will happen when you're spending eight hours a day with someone. Yep. Um, so it's definitely worth doing. Don't, I mean, it, it's unlikely you're ever going to need to rely on any of the contract points, but it's good it's to have them to there in case you need to. So. So you've decided on a contract, you've decided, you found what their pay rate is, you've got a tax file declaration form, their super choice form, which they've filled out for you. They might say, I want you to set up a super fund for me, in which case you'll need to get in touch with a super fund. Or like choose one. Or choose one. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, choose a super fund for them. Uh, and the next step is actually paying them and them working. Yeah, well, paying and working. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're paying them, you just got to be wary that um, they will also be included under workers' compensation yep. insurance. So, you just go get a quote from, if you're in New South Wales, mm. it's called iCare. 
Yep. Every every state has a different workers' compensation system. Mm-hmm. So just look up your relevant state system. Um, if it's an apprentice, well, actually, you shouldn't have to pay for their workers' compensation insurance, at least in New South Wales. I know that for sure. Yeah, um, and and there's you have to make sure that you include in your workers' comp forms the total costs, really. So it's it's their wage plus their super for that employee. Exactly. Exactly. And so you might have the question. How, how do I actually pay them? Yeah. So if you've got an accounting software like Xero and YOB QuickBooks set up, it's really easy to do. What you do is you've entered in all their details in that software. You've entered in everything that they gave you on that tax file declaration form. You've entered in their super fund details. Uh, you've entered in their hourly rate. You've entered in that they're a permanent. And all you need to do is you need to go to that software. In Xero, you'd go to a pay run. Yep. You'd set it up. You'd, sorry, you'd create a new one. You'd enter in how many hours they work that week. It should be the same if, if Damo's full-time employee works the same every week, assuming there's no overtime or anything like that. Yep. Uh, you enter in that. It calculates how much tax it needs to withhold. It calculates the super on that payment. And it tells you the amount. You can even download a file that you then upload to your bank account to send them the right amount of money. And it calculates the tax that you need then to pay to the ATO, which we would recommend even doing it weekly, just pay it because a lot of people get caught out at the end of that quarter or month or how often it is to pay their IAS. It's a huge trap of hiring employees. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, It's just that that tax withheld. Yeah, You don't have to pay it for like another three months often. Mm. And yeah, um, it adds up. Yeah, $200 a week, that adds up over three months. <laughs> yeah, it does. So we, we, the way I like to think about it is the total cost of that employee. Now, what the total cost is, is how much money that you're sending to them, how much money you have to send to the ATO, and how much money you have to send to their super fund. Yep. That's their total cost. And when you're calculating your cash flow and your budgets to figure out, can I afford someone? That's the total cost every week you should be capturing. Yeah, even add a little bit in there for workers' comp insurance yeah, too. Even depending on the industry in. you're in. Yeah. Could be a lot, could be not much. Yeah, so I would uh, definitely do that. But your software will calculate all these things for you. If you're in zero, as we said in our previous podcast, to pay your super, you then just go to superannuation, click the one you want to pay, enter in your code, and it's paid for you. Now, the employee's set up, you're paying them, Dan. You've gone to a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. You've thought about who you wanted, you've found them, you've hired them. Yep. You've written up a contract. Mm-hmm. Taught them. Yep. You've spent eight hours a day with them for months yes. at a time. Yes. You want to retain that person, Dan. Mm-hmm. That's a very important thing. Yeah, it is. If you're hiring, you need to retain people. Yeah. You don't want to be burning and churning through people because that costs you so much money and yeah. time. So ensuring that you've got these systems set up, ensuring that you've got a good culture, ensuring that they're happy, that you're communicating, these are all things that will increase employee retention. Exactly. And as we said, we'll talk about culture on a a whole separate podcast. Culture is so big. And I think it's even more important. Like pay, obviously, employees need to survive. But it's more important than pay, definitely. Like they need fulfillment out of work. So that's something to... That's the next step, essentially. Once they're in the books, retain them, treat them well. um, Crack the whip when they need it. But... uh, yeah, um, enjoy the fruits of their labor um, and reward them for their, their hard efforts. And, and we've seen a lot of people be very successful by hiring employees. Yeah, definitely. 
Is this worth going through today, Dan? Subcontractors versus employees? Or should that be a whole nother podcast episode? It probably could be a whole... I was just thinking that as well. Why don't we give a little intro? Okay. And then next time we'll go much deeper. Okay, so... Essentially, just a broad overview, employees... I just uh, want you to know, I just said much deeper and you didn't, you didn't joke yeah, on me or anything. Right. I'm, I'm obviously tired. Also, actually, I want to say about Damo. Mm. The funniest thing about his finger, mm. he thought it was dislocated. Mm. So, he sat there for about oh. five minutes <laughs> trying to pull it back into place. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, on to this issue. So, many... Small business, especially someone in, in Damo's plumber's case, uh, what he's going to do, he's going to say, oh, I don't want to pay super. I don't want to pay workers comp. I don't want to pay tax. I am just going to hire them as a contractor. They'll be their own business. They'll have their own ABN. Uh, and I won't have to worry about any of that stuff. Sounds attractive. It's not. Uh, the ATO are quite strict on this. Uh, they're finding more and more ways to crack down on it, including people being audited to check. Uh, but essentially, there are some criteria of what makes an employee versus a subcontractor. And it's not just they have an ABN and a business name. It's the nature of the work that they do, not the conditions around it, really, that determine whether or not they are a subcontractor. And we'll get into that in the separate podcast, go through in detail what the criteria is. But just be aware, you can't just make someone a subcontractor and avoid that because you're gaining an unfair competitive advantage against everyone else because you're paying these people less. There's no tax being withheld. They're not covered by your workers' comp. They're more, sorry, more often than not, they actually are covered in your workers' comp. You still have yeah. to pay that. And if they're an individual contractor who's hired primarily for um, their labor, you still have to pay super. Mm. So people do get caught out, especially in specific industries such as building, um and construction mm. so yeah it, it's an important thing i think we're ambitious in mm. wanting to cover it all in the one episode yeah. but let's let's cover this in another week I okay think. yeah tim we missed it last week i've got a couple i'm very upset we missed it last week what's your other thing <laughs> i'll start oh also just you start don't let me forget yeah. We did put a post out there saying that if people comment, we'll mention them. Did we get it? <laughs> we got a few comments. We got a few. Two of three were my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. It's <laughs> uh, classic. Kerry and Warren. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they say, have a drink in the name of work. That's nice. Thank yep. you, mom. <laughs> yep. Dad uh, likes the Essington commentary. <laughs> yeah. He loves the Essington. Yeah. So he's referencing episode one. That's yep. nice. That's, That's nice. nice. He listens. We've also got Nick. Big Nick. Nick. Yep. He said, we've taken accounting to new exciting heights. He looks forward to our continuing installments. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Thanks, Nick. I, I like to think of Nick saying installments with a Kiwi accent. Yeah, installments. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd just mention the likes here because we did get a few other likes. Uh, obviously, there was uh, Tim's parents and, and Mel uh, also Mel, gave us a like. Melissa. Melissa. Uh, Dennis. Dennis gave us a like. Dennis. He uh, had some good suggestions as well for a yeah. uh, local brewery. So. Yeah, he did. Uh, Ash, who's a friend of mine. Hey, Ash. Oh, how you going? Ash. Uh, hey, Ash. And uh, my beautiful partner, Katrina, gave oh, us a like. Nice. Yeah, she didn't comment, but that's fine. Oh, well, that's all right, Kat. I don't know. You send her into the shops by herself, so that's okay. great. So, right. uh, yeah, what's your other thing, Dan? My other things today, Tim, I've got two and I'll be quick. Uh, the first one Why is, is Katrina waiting for you. No, she's not. She's at the shop. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. So, uh, my other things are 
have you, have you i know you've seen it because we tested it but there's that that recording going around the the yenny versus laurel oh so this is it's kind of like the blue dress we're recording this in advance so it's, by the time it's, old, out, it's, yeah. it's old news but that's okay but still, it's still it's interesting so interesting so this is recording and it says a word and it's like a computer generated voice that says this word it's kind of like that blue or gold dress thing a few months a couple of years ago really uh and some people hear it saying yenny and other people hear it saying laurel exactly <laughs> laurel I played it this morning thinking this is dumb. It's 100% Laurel. I don't know how anyone could hear it any other way. It just, Me too. It's just a computer that says Laurel. How is this saying Yenny? It doesn't sound like that at all. And then Mikey, who works here, I showed him and he said, oh, it says Yenny. It's like a, it's like a young kid saying Yenny. I could not believe my ears. Jade was the same. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And it's not a young or old thing, Dan. No, no, because your parents, I showed them and they both said Yenny. And they're super old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Love you, my dad. Uh, yeah, so, so they, they both said Yenny. And I, I, so there's three of us in the office who heard Laurel and three of us who heard uh, Yenny. Yenny. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, so, but, and there's, a, there's a further one later where someone broke it down and took out the high pitched and you can hear Laurel and then you take out the low pitched and you hear Yenny. And it's just, yeah, it's amazing. We should post a link to that in our show notes or something, transcript yeah. or something like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, everyone will know it by then, but yeah, yeah amazing. It is amazing. The other thing that I was going to mention last week yeah, is, other thing. Yeah, is, a, is an audio book I'm listening to. Ah. It's the, uh, I have already listened to this before, but it's just such a good book. It's been a couple of years since I listened to it. It's called A Man on the Moon by Andrew Chaikin, I think his name is. Mm. Uh, and it starts at the beginning of the Apollo missions. Actually, starts really in the Mercury missions. and goes love space. And goes all the way to the end. But it goes in detail about each astronaut that went to the moon and their story to get there. Wow. It's a fascinating book. I'm looking forward to your space podcast. Yeah, yeah I think I should make one. <laughs> I would be happy to join you on that adventure. Yeah. Why don't we have an episode on space one time? Yeah, sorry, Tim. There's no space for you on that one. <laughs> the roster's full. Full, full up. Oh. Have you got any other things or? I do, I do. Um, okay, calculator. One... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, don't cut me off. Go on. The first one, why don't we have a Wikipedia page, Dan? I looked recently. Oh, we should. I know. We should. That's my other thing. Well, that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't get to do any other things last mm. week because Dan mm. wanted to run. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah. If any listeners out there want to add to our Wikipedia page, hopefully mm. we've got one going by the time you're listening to this podcast. That'd be fantastic. How good would that be? That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. And mm. then maybe we can offshoot them to our own Wikipedia pages mm. with... Um, Just our biographies. A biography. Stuff. Yeah. Not yeah. much in there. No, 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 not a lot <laughs> happening there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so um, the next one I had was actually about the band The Drones. Yes. Great Aussie band. Mm -hmm. Love them. Been listening to them. Seen them live a couple of times. Yep. They're so good. Mm. Um, my main thing was actually, I've been listening to a couple of songs of theirs mm. uh, for many years. And uh, one of them's called 16 Straws. The yes. other one's called Gala Mill. Yep. I didn't realize they're actually about Australian history. They're written about Australian convict history. Oh, really? Yeah. So, 16 Straws. Get this. This is pretty dark. Mm. Um convicts to escape being a prisoner yeah basically by committing suicide oh yeah um they were catholic yep they couldn't commit suicide yep 
but they didn't want to be alive anymore or yeah. a prisoner because mm. obviously life was pretty harsh mm. back in those days. So they would draw straws and the, the gangs would usually be 16 members. Mm. Uh, whoever draw, drew the short or long straw, they would decide who was going to kill who so that it wasn't suicide. But it's murder. That's, That's murder. Yeah. Then they would actually um, confess their sins. So that's fine with God. That's all good. Then the whole group, the whole Chang gang, would actually um, admit to murder as a group and they would all go get hanged. Heavy. That is heavy. That's heavy. Now, the other one is actually pretty cool too. Gala Mill. Mm. Hold on. This song's not called Gala. Gala Mill. That's the album. Anyway, there's, there's one of their songs is about uh, a guy who escaped a penal colony in Tasmania. Mm. He was missing for a few weeks. So, he actually had like seven fellow travelers. Mm. Uh, after a few weeks, he turned up at uh, the nearest town, like hundreds of kilometers away from where they were in their convict camp mm. by himself. Whoa. Turns out he ate his fellow travelers to oh. survive the two-week trip through the dense bushland like in Tasmania. There's, a, there's actually a movie about it called Tasmania. Yeah. It's really creepy because be cool. they they're really hungry. Slowly yeah. decide to start killing people one by one until there's only two of them left. Fight to the death. I mean, obviously, that's all dramatized. We yeah. don't know what really happened, but yeah. we definitely know he ate them. So. Yeah. That is very interesting. Thank you. Uh, so that is all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed our episode. If you have any more questions, feel free to write into it. We didn't get to do this last week. Feel free to write into oh, us yeah. at two drunk podcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at two drunk podcast or like us on Facebook, two drunk accountants. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you leave a review and give us a rating as well on iTunes. We, re- we really appreciate that. If you're not on iTunes, that's okay. Give us a follow on Twitter. Yeah, on Facebook. Hey, we want to hear your feedback. We want to know what you want to hear. So, um, yeah, send the comments. Just be brutal. Absolutely brutal. Especially for Dan. Especially for Tim. All right. Remember, if we get to those comments, I will read them out. Any bad ones about Tim? I made that promise. <laughs> we yet to have any. We haven't had any yet. We haven't oh, had that's any. Strange. But yeah, no, it is episode strange. Episode six, I, no bad comments. I'm very surprised, Tim. Well, let's be honest. Only three have been released. So, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. That's uh, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, and we'll uh, calculate. Hey, he said it. <laughs> he said it.